Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. couple rows in front of me, uh, it was uh, a mother, father, and two kids. Um, and the father, like, yelled, something at Tuco, like like come on like you know wake wake the fuck up or something and then his kid like stood up like you know 10 seconds later and was like shouting at rask and then his dad was like hey like come on i was like do you see the example you just fucking said for him? are you My fucking God. kidding me how are you getting mad at him for yelling at Tuca after you just fucking you just did, did the same thing exactly <laughs> You know what it is. You clicked on our shit. It's the Bruins and Bruins podcast. My name is Cam Hasbro, <laughs> joined as per usual by Drew Johnson, aka the Doobage of the Schmoobage, as well as great friend of the pod, Jess Belmosto, aka Jealous Bells. We are coming off of a three to two overtime victory against the New York Islanders. Taylor Hall showing off his wizardry. He is happy to be a Boston Bruin. We've got a lot to get to. Uh, but first, a little bit of housekeeping. I believe Drew has something to say about DraftKings. DraftKings. This weekend, UFC 262 is sure to be a can't-miss event, unlike the first 261 of them. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes for this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, pile up points, and feel the sweat. I guess I'm Chris. Like never before for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey. Do not forget about the hockey. Has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN. For your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. Check it out. Hockey, finally, on there. Let's go. Better, no better time to gamble on hockey than the playoffs. I mean... Big fact. Like I mean, except for your heart health, probably. <laughs> probably the worst time to do that. It's fine. But, uh, hey, the Bruce and Bruins podcast is also sponsored by diehard Boston sports fans. They have merchandise up for grabs, including a brand new black and gold till I'm dead and cold t-shirt. We have one ourselves. 
Yeah, we all share one. It's not like we all share one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a, sisterhood it's of the one traveling shirt. Yeah, usually, usually Chris takes the head because he's he's the brains of the operation, and then Drew and I take the arms because we're the bronze. Uh, anyway, it's a nice T-shirt when you have one for yourself. Uh, get yourself one today using the promo code Bruise at DieHardBostonSportsFans.com. That's promo code Bruise B R E W S at DieHardBostonSportsFans.com. This is the Bruins and Bruins Podcast, Day of the Hockey Podcast Network Podcast, presented by Bruins Diehard, sponsored by DraftKings and the Diehard Boston Sports Fans website slash merchandise outlet. All that stuff. We're drinking beer. Are we drinking beer? Yeah, are we are. Let's, cider, let's pass but... it around. This is this is a two part podcast here. Let's get to the beer here. Drew, what you got? I, I don't have beer, but I do have cider. That works. <laughs> That's uh, so I actually, last episode, if you haven't listened to it, we had Nick Lanciani on. Uh, and I had a uh, same, different cider from the same brewery. Uh, Storm Along. It's a, uh, it's, oh, this one's from Wallingford, Connecticut. So I'm confused because they are out of Lemonster and Shoreborne. But this one's a Wallingford, Connecticut Blue Hills Orchard, established in 1904. So uh, I'll give it a give it a little drink. Uh, just like the last one that I mentioned, that they have a scale on the back for seltzer, uh, for ciders. Dry, medium, dry, medium, sweet, and sweet. This one lands right in the middle on their scale. So we'll see. Could definitely taste that. It's very sweet. I don't agree with their scale because it is, it is very sweet, but uh, so I'll give it a but give it about a thirty-two on that scale and the taste. I already gave the taste, the drinkability. <laughs> I was gonna say I think uh, it's been covered already. Drinkability. Mm. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna finish this one before the pod's out. I'll give it a. That's not saying much because we never know how long these are. But, uh, I'll definitely drink one of these in the next half hour or so. Um, twenty-eight. Andre. Uh, Andre Kasha. Let's go with that. Good number. Excellent. Excellent. Good to have him back. Um, Jess. First of all, we might have some. New listeners here since you last uh, last yeah. time. You've been doing pretty well the last couple weeks as far as, as new listeners. So you want to give yourself a little introduction and then uh, tell us what you're drinking tonight? Yeah. So, uh, hi, everyone. I am so glad that you're listening to this podcast. Not for me, but because of the wonderful hosts of this show. It's a great pod, and I'm always happy to be on. I started out blogging about the Bruins and am now somehow a daily calgary flames podcaster but i uh what what do the old people on facebook say about the bruins they bleed black and gold so yeah if sure yeah that's me uh i'm an insufferable twitter follow but i, th- I think i'm funny <laughs> that's what matters and concur with that one i said yeah <laughs> and uh jess what are you drinking tonight so tonight I busted out a new as if these people can like see what I'm drinking. Um, this is <laughs> a seasonal Sam Adams Beach Sessions IPA. It's uh, 
notes are crisp and tropical, which made me excited because I prefer that over something super heavy. Ah, uh, let's see. Makes you feel like warm weather's coming around, you know? Yeah. Okay. I like this. This is, you know, I will give it a 33. Oh, Chara. And for drinkability, I would probably I'll say 35. Because it's not it's not too heavy. Just is not, about to get hammered tonight. Let's go. I have a final at 1010 10 tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. So I'm going okay. to be drunk. God yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I'll chug this and just get more drunk. I'll compensate for both of you. Cam getting his uh, second dose, right? Tomorrow? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I am getting my second dose of vaccine tomorrow. Um, so I'm going to be drinking some water here, some good old fashioned H2O. That's smart. Got to make sure you hydrate. And then uh, also. I was so like, oh, okay. Cam's drinking oh, water. But what I, a good I, don't, I, don't, I probably reviewed this so many. We need Lancey here. Call in Lancey, phone him up, tell him to break out the old uh, encyclopedia here. PBR, drinkability, 37. Obviously, you can hammer these things left and right. Even if you have a vaccine yeah, the next like morning, that should be the commercial for PBR. It's like, I got a vaccine too tomorrow morning. I don't want anything crazy, you know? She's going to hammer like 16 PBRs instead. <laughs> One of my friends uh, got the second shot and the person administering it to her was like, get drunk. So you don't know if it's a hangover or side effects. <laughs> it was bad. I don't know <laughs> I, if that's the move, but all right. I don't know if that's doctor doctor approved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nope. But it is Dr. Brusk approved. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, drink Billy on the PBR 37 tastes it's like eight. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> it works. Certainly Let's works. go hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did reach out to a great friend of the pod, Mikey Radigan. Uh, famously crushed 12 beers after his vaccine. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll see how I'm feeling tomorrow. I might go for the record, try to break 13. But uh, it's, it's going to definitely be an unlucky 13, so I'm probably not going to do that. Uh, I say do it. I think I'm going to do that, but with water and try to just stay hydrated. Have some Pedialyte popsicles. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, to be honest. You don't know that. what Pedialyte is? Not as far as popsicle form, no. Yeah, I've you can buy them. Like, never had yeah, it. But... You buy them as, like, freeze pops. Huh. They're really good. So I've heard. I don't know. I've never had it. Sounds sounds like something that would be good, but I'm not going to let For some reason, the name freaks me out a little bit. Okay, that's fair. I don't know why. There's really no reason for that. But No. Yeah. That's fine. Cam's just a paranoid human being. That's yeah, that's all right. Not paranoid enough to avoid the vaccine, though. That's yeah. What matters. Go get your shots, guys, so we can fill up TD Garney in for some playoff hockey. Go get your microchips. Let's go get your microchips. Yeah. Get your, your Biden trackers. I radiate 5G <laughs> and excellent Wi-Fi. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing so great. Easier. You ride the T. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, Jess and I ride the T from out of state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to the game tonight and I didn't even take the T. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Did uh, you drive in? Uh, yeah, well, my uncle drove us in, which nope. was nice of him. So. 
Drew, how we've we've kind of gone over this in the past, but for again, maybe for some new listeners, how uh, how to feel the garden tonight with the reduced crowd, the COVID stuff? What was that like? So last game I went, it was at twelve point five percent, but tonight was like the first night I believe they did twenty five, um, and it was definitely I could notice there were more people than the last time. Um, yeah, I mean it was fun. It's always fun being at a Bruins game. We had better seats than the last game too, so I was like, like. The 15th row, uh, Loge 11 for all those who like know the layout of the garden. That's where I was at, which was really nice. It was attacking zone, but just outside the blue line. So it was nice to have that kind of like center ice view slash really good view of the offensive attacking zone. Um, last time I went, you had to order your drinks like online via an app uh, and then go pick them up after. Uh, which was to help with like non-contact, like you don't have to like you know give them cash or whatever. Um, but now they have like actual beer stands open, which was really cool. So I could just walk up and order what I wanted, which was great. Your twenty-five dollar uh, beer that yeah definitely watered down. Yeah, it, it wound up being like twenty-two for two drinks. And the weird thing is that like <clears throat> uh, like we'd get cans. But then they put plastic cups over the can, like because they had to open it. And I don't know if that was like COVID protection, but also like they never do that. They never give you both. They either give no. you the can or they give you it in a cup. They never do both because they don't want you to throw it on the ice. So my first instinct was this like I'm supposed to throw one of these on the ice, and I don't know which. But if the refs make a bad call, that's what's going to happen. But It's no. fine. I mean, like I know at Gillette, they take the covers off your Gatorades and your water bottles. So you don't chuck them at the refs. Or yeah. I only go there really for concerts, but don't chuck them at people. Yeah, and they just gave us ammunition. But luckily, it wasn't needed. And the refs were pretty damn good this game, I'll say. Yeah. Sorry, there appears to be either a jet or helicopter over my. They're coming for Cam. <laughs> nah, it's being near a hospital, but uh, anyway, we let's let's get into a little a uh, little more Bruin specific stuff here. Um, look, Taylor Hall tonight was obviously the standout with the uh, the first no angle goal that he ripped in from the back door, and then um, just an absolutely ridiculous undressing and finish. Uh, to win the game in overtime. Granted, I don't know. You know what I mean? For a game like that, where like you go into overtime, like this, really, nothing really matters here. We already got the point. We clinched the spot. You feel like it doesn't matter. Taylor Hall scores a goal like that, and I feel like it matters a little bit. You know what I mean? Just for mm-hmm. his confidence and the team's confidence. I mean, so many, so many people were so ready to jump on him, and I, and I think it's such a uh, Boston sports and especially Bruins fans thing to do. I don't know. Maybe it's just this weird corner of Twitter that jumps on their own team, but all of this, Oh, he's only got a couple of goals and he's got attitude problems and blah, 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 blah. Like Taylor Hall was the best player on the ice tonight up and down. He had two ridiculous goals. He's I think stopped to go on the back check when McAvoy got burned on the blue line. In the first period, he just came all the way back and presented the pass. He's playing end to end, and he he sounds like he loves it here. I mean, I I'm not sure how much happier you can be with the trade deadline acquisition after however many games it's been, but oh my god, I mean, 
it's I, it's brilliant watching him in a Bruins uniform. It feels great. I, I just also don't know how much happier he could be. I don't think out of Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially to go to like a team like the Bruins, who is at the time he got there, obviously not a hundred percent had clinched a spot, but had every intention of doing so, and every indicator said that they would be. um, And then to perform individually like he has, uh, and you know that's easier to do with a uh, a line mate like Krejci. and I really like that everyone's like, oh, Krejci's playing well. And it's like, oh, you gave him a second line winger for the first time in 10 years. Like, no wonder. No wonder. Like, right. What's, playing what's the, the correlation there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the and, other thing, too. I mean, you look at like the not to cut you off, Jess, sorry, no, but like depth has been such a problem for this team. And it wasn't mm-hmm. top to bottom scoring as far as the third and fourth line. But you look at it wasn't the top line that was dominating tonight. It was David Krejci and Taylor Hall pretty much accounted for all those goals. I mean, yeah, like Marshan tapped that one in. Who fed it to him? It was Krejci with a beautiful backdoor feed, slipped it through two defensemen, the classic David Krejci play where it looks like he's got no room. He makes one kind of really nifty move, and all of a sudden there's passing lane open. And when he has somebody there that can finish it off instead of insert anyone's name from the last 10 years, no offense, Drake DeBrusque or Nick Ritchie or whoever, Taylor Hall is better, and he's going to make it, or, or in this case, Brad Marchand tapping it in on that other one. It's going to show off when you give him real people to play with. And it's just, I mean, it's such a, I feel like it's so rewarding as a Bruins fan. And I don't know, I mean, I definitely have kind of the, the understanding or feeling that this is kind of maybe the last run for this core. And to see them really rejuvenated and have somebody like Taylor Hall to really get David Krejci going and vice versa, like, it's exciting, and this is definitely the most excited I've been about this team in in quite a long time, I'd say. Definitely. I mean, even, like, just to even go back to, like, the first four games against the Islanders, the Bruins didn't win any of them. So to kind of turn it around in that second half and, you know, not get swept by them uh, is nice. But then, like you said, you have – Taylor Hall, who I was very uh, apprehensive about getting just because, you know, he has had a lot of injuries. He's been on crappy teams, but I I just didn't want it. And then, you know, it, it went through. We get him for a bag of chips because I thought he was going to cost more than Bjork and a second round. So I, I like it. I think you're stupid if you don't like it. I don't think you're watching – hockey <laughs> if you don't like it but there's there is something really special about that second line and just having that secondary scoring again it's not something that I think a lot of us are used to yeah and I think a, a big part of Hall's success as well has been you know on those crappy teams he's been on he's kind of the top dog there whereas mm-hmm. on the Bruins you got Pasternak and Marchand and as the kind of the top wingers, like he's not the first line guy. He's the second line guy, which I think, you know, on a crappy team, he can be that first line guy on a good team. Like the Bruins, he's a really good second liner. And obviously like if there was an injury to Marshy or Pasta, he could, he could slot in there um, and be a top line guy. But 
to have the luxury to have a guy like Taylor Hall on the second line is great, especially when you have someone like fucking David, uh, David, David Krejci, the other, the other David on the team, um, rip David Backus. Uh, but yeah, like that duo is great. And then you got fucking Smith. You got Craig Smith there who has all this speed and just really an intense player in the sense that, I feel like he's always at 100%. Even though this game didn't matter that much, he was at he was given 100% effort, whether it was back-checking, forward-checking, had the puck on his stick and trying to find the best uh, scoring opportunity he could. Um, that trio really, like, like Craig Smith seems kind of like a random guy to have on that line, but it fucking works. Uh, when Craig Smith came to the team, I was gonna, I was kind of thinking like, yeah, they want him to be that second line winger, but, but he's going to wind up being on the third line. Yeah, it's kind of like a stretch. But now that you got Taylor Hall there, kind of seems to work there. And uh, as me and Nick said, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like that, that line's clicking. The first line's clicking. Like, don't shake don't do any shakeups cassidy i know you love i know you love to fucking mix up the lines mid-game but please do not even if it's not working out in the game please just leave it it eventually will i feel like half the time he just like pulls names out of a hat or i mean they have ipads behind the bench now let's be honest they just probably just go into like name randomizer and picks up okay, <laughs> these are my lines for the next few shifts but i I really like what we what we've seen since the trade deadline and to see Krejci have this burst of energy and all of these points in the second half of the season on you know his contract year is really nice and you know a lot of people are saying oh like he, they aren't going to protect him they'll expose him in the draft and like all this stuff but it's like I don't know. For us older Bruins fans, it's just kind of nice to see like our childhood star have this nice little resurgence at the potential end of his career. Yeah, I mean, I think I think both can be true. I think it's very likely to see a Bruins team next year without David Krejci, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean we should root for him any less. I mean, he's been anchoring that line for ten years, like you said, Literally. this team. So. Like of most course, of you want to see him way on his way out. That would be awesome for several of these guys, potentially. You know, so you know, I don't know. I, always somebody who's going to be slept on, and there's going to be people who are, oh, he's overrated and blah blah blah. But no. he's got a swagger back right now, and he's proving why he can be one of the most dangerous yeah, yeah. players on the ice when he's out there. So, uh, at a, at a pretty consistent basis when he's playing like he is right now. So, um. I, think I don't know. I mean, people. I think the other thing too, like obviously again, like we'll see what happens with David Krejci and a lot of questions and what unfolds in the playoffs is going to be important as well. But um, just going back to Taylor Hall for a second, I, I don't know. I think he's definitely a very strong consideration to be a part of this team for the next few seasons. And I think he's throwing it all out there right now. I don't think it's very often that you see athletes after two weeks of games in a, in a, you know, more than two weeks now, but 16 games he's played with the Bruins and he's already talking about how much he wants to stay here. I mean, that's pretty rarity, especially with somebody like him who, again, he's had that, I don't know, you know, I guess a little bit underwhelming in his career, but obviously has never had a truly great situation to thrive in, but 
at the end of the day, he's a very talented hockey player. And the guy that we saw there tonight is how he is capable of playing on a regular basis. I think I really do believe that if you put him with good players, as we've seen so far in his time in Boston and he set up to the game today, getting this from Connor Ryan or another good friend of the pod. It's been 16 games and it's probably been some of the most enjoyable hockey I've ever played in my career. I hope there's more to come. That's a very, very strong statement from somebody who's played a few weeks worth of games at a new organization and is in a, going into a, a contract year. So, I mean, again, for somebody who had these ridiculous narratives that he's a bad teammate or something like that, he is so beyond bought in and you can see it in what he's saying. And especially on the ice. I mean, he's just, he's moving his feet. Like he's got the Craig Smith mentality. Like Drew is talking about right now. He's just hounding for the puck. And that's that desperate. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll take talented players as much as you want. I obviously, you know what I mean? You want players that are good at hockey, but I'll take somebody who is hounding the puck like that. Mm -hmm. And especially if they have a talent like Taylor Hall does, you know what I mean? Like Jake DeBrus, for example, is a player who is at his best when he is like that. He is just desperately fighting for the puck. It's the only thing. It's like a dog chasing a fucking tennis ball. It's the only thing he cares about. And that's how Taylor Hall plays. And he's got the speed to do it. And obviously he's a more talented player than Jake DeBrusque is. And you put that all together and it's like, you know, in a sense, it's just like you took Jake DeBrusque on the wing and David Krejci and you hit the upgrade button and Taylor Hall is here all of a sudden. And <laughs> holy shit, this team can potentially do something here. Definitely. I think this is one of the more confident times that I've been heading into the playoffs. I mean, of course, like when you have, you know, Tori Krug, you know, on your uh, power play and everything and Chara, like, of course you're going to feel confident, but you don't have that, that second line winger that we have been begging management for, for 10 years now. And now you have it. And it just, something about this playoff run is just, it already feels special. One of the like funniest things I think is that technically Taylor Hall is the highest paid Bruin right now, but the Bruins are only paying paying half his fucking salary, <laughs> which means they're paying him just like not even half a million more than they're paying Jake DeBrusque right now, <laughs> not even a million more than they're paying Craig Smith right now, uh, which I think is pretty damn amazing. Um, and a lot of a lot of people complain that they're paying David Krejci too much or Tukarask too much. But first of all, to Tukarask, okay, I was I was at the fucking game tonight. That's fucking laughable. And Tukarask too much. I, I was That's at the game yeah, tonight, and the funniest thing that I saw was Tuka. I think it was after the it was after the second goal he gave up, um, which obviously I only saw it from my angle, which seemed like. There maybe was some traffic in front. I don't know what all the angles that Nesson or NBCSN or whoever provided on that. Uh, but there was like a couple rows in front of me. Uh, it was uh, a mother, father, and two kids. Um, and the father like yelled something at Tuca, like like come on, like you know, wake wake the fuck up or something. And then his kid like stood up like you know 10 seconds later and was like shouting at rask and then his dad was like hey like come on it was like 
Do you see the example you just fucking said? Are you oh fucking God. kidding me? Or are you getting mad at him for yelling at Tuka after you just fucking You just did the same thing. <laughs> exactly. He Like the kid yelled like, Tuka, you suck. And he was like, hey. <laughs> it's not what I said. I said, you know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's the example you're setting. And that, that, that scares me, though. It's like Tuka haters are going to raise Tuka haters. Exactly. When this and number I, gets retired, it's going to be a sad day for those for those kids. <laughs> it is. I just think that, like, going back to David Krejci, like being over overpaid and um, what do you call it? just like underrated. People might forget that he had hip surgery, and it was it was hurting for a while, and then he had surgery. It doesn't fully heal overnight. Just because you're cleared to play hockey does not mean you are healed completely. Like, you're not back to 100%. And then once it did heal, he, he was kind of good again. We saw we saw the David Krejci that, you know, was 100%. And even 80 75% Krejci was not horrendous. Yeah, I think not horrendous is underselling it for sure, too. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. I think he's definitely a very effective player. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I again, it, I especially like Jess mentioned as, like, you know, longtime Bruins fans especially, like, I think it's so great to just see him. Like, again, he's been so good lately, but he's been pretty strong really – his entire career in Boston, but to see him get one last run here and, and really have that like classic David Krejci playoff Krejci swagger already. And, um, you know, you just hope he can carry it into the rest of the postseason. And I don't see any reason that he wouldn't at this point. So hopefully he keeps with it. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about, um, Washington. Obviously this is going to be the matchup here. Um, first impressions and stuff like that. Um, I mean, personally, I, I think I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm not sure that, um, you know, Washington's goaltending can hang with the way the Bruins offense has been playing lately. Um, I think as long as you get a decent series defensively and, um, you know, you don't take any really stupid plays. Um, you don't let Tom Wilson do any stupid shit and take you off your game. You know what I mean? Like, you just gotta play smart, disciplined, and, and and try to really work their game. I think this should be a series the Bruins can definitely walk away with. But um, I'm interested to see what you guys think. Just the initial thoughts about that. Uh, my initial thought is I'm fucking scared be- just because Tom Wilson is on the ice, and I'm afraid he's gonna fucking hurt somebody. And that's a serious fear. Like, I'm actually really scared he's going to fucking take someone yeah, out. Yeah, no, me too. No, and 150%. The league, the league has shown that they like don't they're not consistent with their response especially to him and you know in general they're fucking not consistent at all but I'm scared about that otherwise yeah no i agree cam like that i don't know if their goaltending can keep up obviously they could kind of have a stretch like bennington had as a as a what was he a rookie that year yeah i think he was a rookie technically, right that, i think technically a rookie um sure so We'll see how that goes, but I mean, I, I I feel pretty confident by no means a sweep because I think, I mean, 
when the when Washington and Boston have met in the past, it's really been like almost like this curse. Uh, but I really think that was the Holtby curse. And now that Holtby is no longer a part of the Washington Capitals, I do feel confident. Obviously, you got to be afraid of the guys like Kuznetsov and Ovechkin and all that. Yeah, you're not going to sweep um, Alexander Ovechkin. <laughs> no, there's no way you're going to. Uh, but I do, I do feel pretty confident about this round. I feel pretty confident in the Bruins really being the best team in the East, even though obviously they don't finish at the uh, the top of the standings that way. But <sighs> yeah. after the trade deadline, I think I think there was a big lull for the Bruins before the trade deadline, and they've still been somewhat inconsistent, but they've been a lot more consistent since the trade deadline. And I think coming out of that, they are the best team. I think the Islanders pose a bigger threat than the Capitals really do uh, with the the gains the uh, the uh, sorry the Islanders made at the trade deadline, um, and having given the Bruins a tough time as Jess alluded to earlier, you know they won the first four games of the, <laughs> of, the, of their uh, season matchup against the Bruins. Um, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about Washington, but yeah, Tom Wilson does fucking scare me. I really am afraid that somebody's going to get hurt, but hopefully, hopefully not. Hopefully the Bruins can respond to anything like that and can kind of just shut Tom Wilson up for a little bit. That'd be really great. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much more I can add to that really, because you guys pretty much covered it all. But again, uh, Tom Wilson is my biggest concern and it's not even like, oh, he's like really good at hockey. No, he's just a menace to everybody on the ice and he's a threat. And I'm pretty sure that uh, Ovi is bumped and bruised a little bit, but will be mm-hmm. coming back for the playoffs. Yeah, so, I heard him and Kuzi are both, are both yeah. a little. Oh, no, was Kuzi suspended? Oh, no, no, Kuznetsov's on COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Protocol. Yeah. I don't, I thought, I I don't know what the difference between the COVID absence list is and the COVID protocol list. Because he was added to the absence list like last week. Maybe they're the same thing. I don't know. Hockey makes no sense. This league is run like a circus. Upper body virus. Yeah. <laughs> Upper body virus. Who knows? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, no, I'm worried Tom Wilson's going to, like, take out somebody's knee, and that's going to suck. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think in general, feeling good about the series, like I said, um, especially with this revamped Bruins offense, I think uh, it's going to be hard for Washington to hang around, but um, I don't know. Bruins in five or six is probably my. You know what I mean? I could shake out either way. Six is probably safer, but I hope probably. you're right with five. I would the really least prefer amount. that. Yeah. yeah, that would be good for that would be good for everyone. I would say <laughs> it's going six or seven. I probably yeah. I think six is. I think I think six is what you're realistically hoping for. I think like yeah. five would be like shit. Awesome, this team really great. Let's see it. I think six is like okay, yeah, that's what we were hoping for. And seven is like okay, I'm not surprised, but let's let's make sure we win this. Uh, but yeah, my my question to both of you is: 
assuming the playoffs are played, at least in the United States, that you're still traveling, how much does home ice advantage mean? Because, I mean, there's the part of it that's like, okay, you're staying at home with your family when you're at home. There's also the the crowd to consider. And if, you know, games are continuing to be at 25% capacity, how big of an advantage is the home ice in reality? Is it the, is the, you know, staying at home and being in your regular locker room a huge factor or the fan, the, the capacity limit taking away from that advantage? I would say, I don't know, because it's so hard because like they played most of this season without fans, the Bruins anyways, not some of these other teams. Florida. Yeah, Texas. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Uh, No, your whole team had COVID, but it's fine. (laughs) We'll we'll allow you back. Uh, But I do think that the guys are used to being home. I think that, you know, while they were traveling for the season, it was more of a localized thing rather than okay, I'm in, you know, D.C. this week, and then I got to go all the way across Canada for our season venture there. And you're not you're not bouncing back and forth as much. But I I don't know. I think it it could home home ice is going to be a potential issue. I think. um Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, on one hand, it's like, hey, maybe you're not traveling as much or you it's less and closer, but I think there is something to be said about like all traveling at all really during the pandemic. I think, and I don't think your accommodations and the, everything, I think it's just a little bit more complicated than it would normally be. And I think having home ice, maybe we'll smooth it out a little bit. Um, whether that turns into any tangible advantage on the ice, I think is, is probably something else that can be discussed. I mean, you know what I mean? Uh, on one hand, it's like these people are all humans, obviously, so all this stuff does impact them. They're still getting to the rink and doing their thing. You know what I mean? That's all the same as you and me, or if we would, if we were in the NHL. Um, but then at the same time, it's like they're also professional athletes, so they know how to find their routine and things like that. That That's what their job is, is to show up and put that stuff away and, and perform at an elite level. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I think it might be a somewhat of an advantage just because like I said, everything will be a little bit more inconvenient and stuff and, and traveling with all this, even with things, you know, are, are a bit better now and easier, but um, still probably not quite as ideal as it is being at home and stuff. So um, worth playing for that sort of thing worth hoping for um, worth hopefully maybe throwing the lights or something in it when you're there, but I don't think it's going to be really make or break either. I think it'll be easier than the bubble because the bubble yeah. was mentally taxing. Yeah, exactly. This is definitely, I think, this easier. Is, yeah, I think it'll be easier in that sense. For sure. Uh, I don't have too much else. I don't know if anybody has anything particularly they want to discuss here. I uh, did just. Oh, go oh. ahead, Jess. I was going to say Kasha. Thank you. Yeah. Yep, yeah. We're on the same page here. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to mention him before we <laughs> closed out. Yeah. So I I don't know what happened. 
I mean, well, obviously, like, before the game, um, he was cleared to play and everything. Said he felt 100%. And for a concussion-prone guy to say that, you know, I'm I'm trusting him here, especially where they took their time with him. And then I'm pretty sure it was, like, the third period he was announced that he like, – it was announced he wasn't coming back due to an upper body injury. I, I didn't see – I mean, I was at the game. I, I didn't notice that he, he had left after that. Maybe part of that was because he was playing on the fourth line and it wound up being a close finish, so they're not playing the fourth line as much. And I think that's probably part of the reason they put him on the fourth line for this mm-hmm. game, not because they think DeBrusque, Lazar, and Kasha is going to be their fourth line in the playoffs. I think it's going to look a little bit different, but I, I didn't see that. So that's actually – that's definitely concerning. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest. I did not see that either. So that's definitely something to keep a tab on. Do you have your source? Um, yeah, actually, at yeah, NHL Bruins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> but, I walked into that one, Drew. <laughs> yeah. oh. I, uh, people are upset because it's like, oh, like I told you so. I told you he wasn't going to be back and all this. It's like. It's like fuck you if you're you really like not play like I just know. like a just shut smidge. the fuck up like literally a smidge of compassion anything this dude has like it, it had in, literally traumatic brain injuries and you're doing like oh the I told you sold dance for what yeah I told you he'd get another concussion sick right. it <laughs> like you're an asshole I was like somewhat surprised by the physical game that he was bringing. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Kosh, Kosh is not like, is not a physical player by any means. It's not really his style, but you know, in a game that doesn't matter too much, I mean, the Islanders need to win in regulation to have a chance at being that third seed versus the fourth seed. I was surprised by how Kasha was playing physically in terms of just like finishing checks and stuff that you don't really need to in a game like that, you know, like playoffs. Yeah. Finish that fucking check for sure. But in a game that doesn't matter so much, like it let up a little bit, you know, um, which was in- encouraging to see that he felt confident enough that he could do that. But now knowing he actually wound up leaving the game in the third period with an upper body injury, not worth it. <laughs> really not worth it. Especially if it was, because of something like that because i didn't i didn't see him really take any hits no i did see him throw a couple so part of me is wondering was it just precautionary not to be like not to even like you can't even compare these two but like when tom wilson was pulled the other night due to an upper body injury Mm. we know why but (laughs) like we're not idiots we can piece it together but was this just a precautionary measure? Because I think he only played like six minutes. So were they just kind of like, okay, we'll throw you out there. If you don't feel well, I'll come pick you up at school. 
Just go to the nurse. (laughs) (laughs) Go to the school. Just make it through your first class. You'll be fine. That was one of my favorite things in elementary school was going to the school nurse who knew me well and finding a way to get picked up. Oh, my God. I loved it. (laughs) Even if it was just my spring allergies, I'd find a way to get home. (laughs) I think I need some Benadryl. My eyes are really watery. They're like, we have Benadryl here. And then I like no. passed out because of the Benadryl. <laughs> yep. Okay, I gotta call my call my dad, call my mom, call someone. If you have insomnia, try Do Benadryl. Benadryl. No, don't. I don't, don't recommend do that. that. Don't. Like, don't please don't press charges. No, but no. no. For legal reasons, that was a complete joke. That was a joke. Yeah, if you're listening. You should know this. <laughs> you should know that nothing we say is ever really it's ever. None of this is real. Shout out some kind of like drug. What's it called? Uh, <laughs> Shout out drugs. Drugs are no, fun. Kids uh, don't do them though. Good Lord. <laughs> you know, adults feel free. Chris leaves the podcast. Warning. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's similar to warning. Uh, precaution. Uh, yeah, something like that on the way in. <laughs> what you're about to see is a complete parody, you know. <laughs> we not endorse this. Blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. Hey, it's 11-11. Make a wish. What's your wish, everybody? It won't come true. Tom Wilson's out for the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> well, not like injury-wise. Well, it's 11-12 now, just, so that's the one wish want we get. Play. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want him to play. <laughs> he uh, said, oh, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to retire suddenly as we're entering the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you guys want to wrap it up? I got to I gotta uh, go to sleep so I can get... You're pre-gaming oh, with a nap. <laughs> yeah, pre-game my shot. Exactly. Yep. Um, yeah. Let's, let's make that... Playoff hockey happen. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do that playoff hockey. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Yeah. The next, the next time we re- next time we record. Well, I don't know when playoffs start, but the next Saturday. time we record, we'll be previewing or talking about playoff hockey. Hell yeah. It's happened. So that's exciting. Jess, thanks for coming on as always. Thanks for having me, as always. Just what are you? What are your ads? Where we, where can we? Find um, you can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto, and on Instagram at Jess Belmosto. Hell yeah! Do it! Do it up! Do it! Uh, all right. Until next time. Stay hydrated. Hydrated, my friends. <laughs> vigilant. Stay vigilant. Stay vigilant. <laughs> all right. Peace out, guys. Peace. Finishing on the David Krejci 46. Let's go.